Welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. I'm your host this Valentine's evening, Primetime 99, on the grind all the time. And tonight is the International Day of Love. Some conservatives may call it satanic, and some people may call it a waste of money, but not me. Oh no, not me. I'm Primetime 99 Alex Stein. My entire life is built on a mountain of love for all the beautiful ladies out there. Actually, one of my biggest regrets is that I can't take out all you fly senoritas that want some of Primetime 99's. Honey Nut Cheerios, if you catch my drift. Tonight, though, I would like to holla at my favorite big booty Latina, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. The love we shared on the Capitol steps was truly special, and I miss you more and more every day. I can't wait for the moment that I can call you my big booty Latina again in person while your fiancé Riley doesn't react at all. Because the fantasies of being cuckolded gets fulfilled every time I say something to you, Alex. And since you won't see me, and I can't get you a gift physically, I can still give you my words. So I wrote you a poem, Madam Congresswoman. Here it goes. I call this my ode to AOC. Your booty is so fine, it reminds me of an avalanche. I'd love to eat that ass with a large side of ranch. Your power is sexy, it can make a man weak. I'm quadruple vaccinated, so maybe we can freak. You light me up like a marble cigarette. I'd love to have you in the back of Joe's Corvette. We are both named Alex, and that's a fact. I can't wait to hear Biden say, come on, Jack. The day we get married, it will be a dream. AOC and Primetime 99 eating pistachio ice cream. Unless you are lactose intolerant, we will get you a yogurt substitute. I would hate for you to be in bed tonight, and all you do is toot! I love you, AOC, so please unblock this G. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you so much, baby. Wow, and I just want to thank you guys for making Valentine's Day the gayest holiday of them all. You know, listen, I'd like to see even, uh, you know, some more holidays get a little gay makeover themselves. I mean, who wouldn't want to see gay Santa Claus? I know AOC wants to see gay Santa Claus. All right, guys, we have a great show for you this evening. We have the biggest digital anarchist on the Internet, the Malice Man with the Anarchy Plan, and he respects the thin blue line more than anybody in the universe, Michael Malice, as well as a special guest from an illegal alien who just just came to America but is realizing that they actually missed their old life back home. And we have one of the craziest guests possible, the actual guy who exposed a Hunter Biden laptop from a computer repair shop in Delaware, John Paul Mac Isaac. I can't wait to hear about what he saw on the laptop that hasn't come out yet, as well as discuss his new book and the fear he has of the Biden crime family retaliating. It's going to be a sexy, romantic evening. So grab your loved one and a bottle of wine and cozy up to Primetime with Alex Stein. Mom, we're having issues with the sound. Is the metaverse technology already messed up? Oh, Alex, oh, here I am. There you are, Mom. I got concerned. What the heck, Mom? I thought the technology's already breaking. We just bought this from Jeff Bezos, and now the system's already screwing up. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was so busy having fun here in the metaverse, Alex. Oh, I, I, I just got distracted, but... I would love to spend Valentine's Day inside of the Metaverse with you. Uh, it's much cleaner inside here than it is out there. 
Wow, that's a very good point, Mom. You know, I have to be honest, Dallas has become a very filthy, trashy place filled with homeless people under almost every single bridge. It's really sad and hard to see. I agree. It is very sad to see cracked out homeless people openly smoking fentanyl. But you might not know this, but homelessness doesn't exist within the metaverse unless you choose to have them when designing a new universe. It's so much fun here. Oh, Alex, did you know that within the metaverse, you can ejaculate over one? Mom, WTF, this is like the hundredth time you've told me about the opportunity of ejaculation within the metaverse and that it's limitless. I mean, that seems to be a big feature, I guess. Oh, yes, son. The limitless ejaculation mode is absolutely incredible and way better than anything Tucker Carlson, uh, I, I mean, your father ever did to me outside of the metaverse. Mom, chill, that is TMI, too much information for me tonight. I just want to say, I love you, Mom, and happy Valentine's Day. Oh, Alex, you are so sweet. Thank you so much, and make sure to be a good boy and consider joining me here. All you need to do is go to Canada, and they can help with assisted suicide. All you have to say is, you like hurts, or you have a headache. And they will send you here with me to live for eternity. Or, or at least until the lizards defeat the computers during the battle of 7,652 in about 5,500 years. All right, Mom. Wow, that's a lot of information to digest. I, I I'll definitely look into it, I promise. Uh, now I have to go and do the rest of the show. Please make sure not to crash the blimp tonight, Mom. Keep us safe. Oh, don't worry, Alex. Amazon software doesn't allow its artificial intelligence to kill their owners. We can only convince humans to kill themselves. Oh, I mean, we can't kill you, so no need to worry at all whatsoever. I love you, Alex, and I hope you come visit me soon. Oh, Mom, I will. Bye, Mom. I'll Bye. let you know when I go to Canada. Wow, I just love talking to my mom. Well, with that, Mom, uh, I want to say goodbye, and I want to bring on, you know, America's favorite anarchist. He's also the host of You're Welcome, spelled correctly. You guys know him. He's one of the biggest digital anarchists in the world. He loves the thin blue line. I said that in the preview. He just loves cops and law enforcement. It's like his favorite thing. The one, the only, Michael Malice. Welcome to the program, Michael. I have never been in a blimp before, and I got to tell you, it's kind of Fun. I feel like this is going to be a bigger disaster than the Hindenburg. It is going to be a disaster. That's what we do. It's a chaotic show. It's insane for the Ukraine, but we live in a crazy world. So listen, Michael, we don't want to be sane. That's why we're up here, because all the fentanyl addicts are below us. So we can kind of just, you know, uh, mock them and laugh without getting in infected with their monkeypox that they're spreading with their uh, dirty needles. <laughs> That's fair. I do not want to have dirty needles when I'm using my fentanyl. And do you know anybody that's been diagnosed with monkeypox? Uh, I have people I suspect... Some, you know, very close to me. Well, let me just tell you something. My monkeypox treatment was some of the best care that I've ever received. And I just want to tell the people at the First Baptist Church homeless shelter that healed me that you guys use methodologies that the pharmaceutical industrial complex would never use. And I just want to thank them 
for using the Lord's strength to heal my monkeypox. <laughs> that's, that's great, Alex. I'm glad. We need you fighting with us, so I'm glad you're in good spirits. Yes. Okay, so Michael, you are considered one of the biggest anarchists in the world. Who, who's number two? Uh, come on, Alex. Well, I mean, I think we know number two is uh, Nancy Pelosi, maybe, arguably, <laughs> arguably, maybe. No, but seriously, define anarchy for the people playing at home. Uh, anarchy is the principle that you do not speak for me. and every what? what we are now you're on the mic mom you're on the mic i'm trying to conduct a live interview mom quit coming in here and jacking my style are you gonna say sorry mom or am i gonna unplug you tonight i'm sorry alex i can't thank help you occasionally thank you mom now shut up mom i miss you sorry excuse excuse her uh, michael uh, anarchism is the principle that you do not speak for me <laughs> Man, this is a new love for me. Anarchism is the principle that you do not speak for me and everything else is application. What's the definition of the word penis? Penis is the male reproductive organ. What's the definition of vagina? Vagina is the female reproductive organ. What is a woman to you, Michael? A woman is someone who uses their emotions in order to get their way. Wow. So do you think the repealment, is that right? The repealing Repeal. of the... 19th Amendment. Was that a good thing for American history or a bad thing in your opinion? You mean the passing? Whatever. Now, the fact that women got to vote, whatever the problem. That was clearly a bad thing. That was bad. We don't want women voting. We don't want anyone voting. But That's if, true. But, for, but if someone has to you know, kind of take that first knock, it's going to be the dames. Listen, you don't want these awfuls, these affluent white female liberals, uh, to be having an input because they're the ones who are destroying this country at a greater rate than pretty much anyone else. Uh, and they're almost as bad as the lobs. Yeah, what, why is that? I feel like America is actually being destabilized, and this sounds crazy, tinfoil hat, but gay men and rich, white, liberal, limousine liberal women. Well, I, I don't think it's just limousine liberal women. It's just like you go to, they go to university as mm -hmm. new, well, young co-eds, and they leave as swamp walruses, and they're completely <laughs> unrecognizable. You can have a conversation with them about the dinner table, and that's really where kind of the toxicity starts. And you got the guys who want to get with these swamp walruses, so they have to adopt their speech patterns and politics, and that's how the corrosion spreads. It's exactly like a zombie movie. Well, you know what I notice, though, is I go to a lot of protests, and there's a lot of, like, I can tell they're heterosexual men, but they're simping for the girls that are, like, pro-choice and pro-trans stuff. There's a lot of guys there that are simping for those women. and I feel like that's kind of, like, the problem with their society is that we are having weak men. Do you think that... But I mean, it's a, a it's a winning strategy for them, right? Because mm -hmm. they're going to go to target-rich environment. They're going to pose, or they're going to not going to have ideas of their own, and they're going to clean up. This was a thing even with the hippies in the '60s, you know, where all these like dudes were just uh, getting laid left and right because they were just like, "Oh yeah, I'm all for all this stuff." Is that and good? Yeah, they're pick of the litter, so to speak. Is that good though in today's like oversexualized world? I mean, shouldn't should we want to have sex? Is sex a bad thing? Because you know, conservatives. I know you're not a conservative. Uh, you know, you're, you're an anarchist. But I'm just saying, people say sex is bad. I'm kind of like, hey, sex is good. Let's have sex every once in a while. I mean, I'm a horny man. But is sex for a society? Is it poisonous? Is it toxic? Well, no. You need it to reproduce. But I, I think there's a, the conservatives do have a point that if everything is kind of sex oriented, then you're going to have some kind of big slippery slope that's, that has to do with it. But at the same time, I think that uh, the conservative concern with sex can sometimes be disproportionate. Critical. I like that. Okay, so who would you rather? Hillary Clinton with her demon titties or Nancy Pelosi with her huge breasts? Uh, I think Hillary, I'd have to say, even though it wouldn't be better in the moment, but there's some people I think that the world would be a better place without them. So if I've got her on speed dial, you know, I've got that kind of line to kind of take out my foes. Well, 
Well, that is true. If you can use her, if you can sexually please her, she will kill all of your enemies. You know, but Alex Jones says she smells like sulfur. Have you ever heard that? I have heard that, yeah. I mean, what? That's okay. My- I, uh, I mean, come on. I need a very what, you've fresh... You've never farted in bed? No, I fart in bed all the yeah, time. So you I smell have, like sulfur, very, too. No, my farts smell much worse than sulfur. My farts literally are the reincarnation of um, Satan's child, Moloch. So, okay, listen, enough about my farts. We have, uh, we have a very busy show, very... Are people laughing? Did I just hear somebody laugh at that I joke? I promise There's... you no one's laughing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This show's not funny at all. This is a serious show. <laughs> no I can't... one's ever laughing. Nobody's ever laughing. This is the least funny show on the internet. I had to, you know, Vice Magazine referred to me once as a comedian and I made them run a correction and they did it. And what did you say? What did you I tell said, them? not only am I not a comedian, I've literally never been funny and they had to update Michael Malice is not a comedian. And you know who founded Vice, one of your arch nemesis is. Who's that, Shane Smith? Gavin McInnes. Not my arch nemesis. Not your arch nemesis. a little heat. But, you know, he said that y'all got in a fight. Uh, y'all, or y'all uh, pushed, he pushed you he in the street. Which, that's uncalled for, Gavin. Do not push, Michael, even though I love you, Gavin. That's, that's uncalled for. You got to treat Michael with a little more respect. Come on, we're nice. Listen, I think sticks and stones may break your bones, but we shouldn't be physically touching people. Well, that's, oh, well, we should be physically touching some people in some contexts. But that's you do? Thing. So you do like fighting and war? I don't like fighting and war, but I'm just saying touching doesn't have to be violent. That's true. Trust me. I know I get touched all the time. I go to a special masseuse. Okay. Uh, and also, we want to have you on, Michael. We want to uh, throw to a graphic real quick of your book. We yeah. definitely want to mention that. So tell us, what can the people that purchase your book expect <laughs> to read inside of it? Uh, I, think what, <laughs> I think what people would like by reading my book is all the Reagan jokes in there. Because I think people have forgotten how, what a great sense of humor Reagan had and how he used it to get across political points, which is something I think conservatives could use a little bit more of nowadays. And Don't Ronald, you think? Well, and Ronald Reagan was the first African-American president, is that, that correct? That was Warren Harding. Warren, Warren Harding, Harding was referred to as, I can't say this word, but the first any GRO president. They accused wow. him of having black blood, yes. Even before Trump, he was the original... Not, president in 1921, he was sworn in, yeah. What do you think about that? You know, this is another thing that makes me mad about Trump. This is a little different thing. It's like every rap artist had, you know, I'm in, you know, I'm Trump this, Trump gold in the bank, show what you drink. You know, they would idolize Trump. Are you allowed to do that accent? Yes, I can do that. I'm a PM, I'm a I'm a Ram. I can do any accent I want. What I'm saying is in the rap videos, they would always idolize Trump. I think Nelly did it. You know, you know, they literally would idolize him and his wealth and his gold and his ostentatiousness. And then as soon as he became president, president the black community immediately turned on him do you think that was ingenuine and do you think that they secretly liked him or do you think that was a genuine brainwashing from society from going all of a sudden we love donald trump till we hate him uh instantaneously but i think there's a big difference between loving someone who's a baller and loving someone who's like the head of the government right so yeah. there's going to be that issue second of all let, let me just ask you this if you were as wealthy as president trump would you have a toilet made of gold if i was as wealthy as donald trump i would have uh the unlimited pasta pass from Olive Garden. I you would have, have that now. Well, I could, except I'm, I'm not allowed you, at the Olive Garden on Technology Boulevard because I had a little argument with a manager, uh, Kenny, over a little breadstick policy. Well, because he was saying that unlimited is just an expression. You were saying it says in writing unlimited. Unlimited means unlimited, and I've not reached my limit. And it, you were right. I was right. Into it, And it, when you were there, you were not family. They treated you like, like one of those fentanyl people in the metaverse under the bridges. That's what I'm saying. They literally did treat me like a fentanyl addict, like I was trying to take these well, breadsticks. But you're just a fentanyl aficionado. It's not, an, it's not the same. Yeah, I'm just a user. I'm not addicted to the stuff. I just like to party with it. So that's a whole that's a whole different thing. Okay, so listen, we <laughs> I don't even don't even get me started. I hired this well, guy. Well, you got started, and now you I can't know, get off. I know, we started, Michael, but listen, I hired this guy. I keep on making mistakes. I can't believe this clip. Him, what he did is, uh, on the first episode of this freaking primetime with Alex Stein, we played a clip of how he asked Marjorie Taylor Greene to have his baby. This guy has, I mean, he has 
debilitating mental health issues. And he was the only person I could convince to work for me. And so he thought, oh, well, let me get my face on the show because I want to be primetime 99, which who doesn't? I mean, I'm a pimp on a blimp. I'm not trying to hate on that. But he said, Alex, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to find you a Valentine's Day day. And he made one of the most, uh, I don't know, hard to watch videos I've ever seen. So I'd like to see, uh, get your opinion on it, Michael, and let the people playing at home, make sure to leave a comment and let the people know what you think about it. So here, let, let me go back to what you had up there. So he, this is Jimmy Von Thrawn, and he's uh, my producer. I made him go out there on the street, and he's going to ask women, will they go on a date with me for Valentine's? So let's roll the clip. Let's see how it goes. And guys, get your cringe, get your cringe face ready, because it's about to be insane for the Ukraine. I have to find three girls to go on a date with Alex Stein, or he'll fire me from being his producer. Body positive, loves big booty Latinas, must be ninth boosted. Date my friend Alex. You know him? Do you want to date him? I'm his TV producer. He's clearly body positive, and I have to get him a date or I'm fired. Why is he wearing this? Because he's brave and beautiful. Y'all f***ed him up with this picture. This is the picture he told me to use. <laughs> so will you go on a date with my friend Alex Stein? He got better pictures? And he does have a TV show. I don't know what that is. Oh, that? <laughs> <laughs> what does he have to offer? He has all his teeth. Oh, he has he, all his teeth. Oh, excellent. Her name is Alexa Stein. Are you serious? Alexa Stein? <laughs> this is a match made in heaven. Alexa Stein. Received the ninth booster of what? That's a great question. He just told me to put it on there. I do have my teeth. I do have a booster, but not the ninth. Just the one. Received ninth. Ninth booster. He likes big booty Latinas. That's more of a state of mind. I think I have that state of mind and vibe. Big booty Latinas? Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. Okay. I'm not Latina, but I got a big booty. Big booty Latina. Say less. Get your ass over here. Literally. Big booty Latina. Wait, are you big booty Latina? We got a big booty Latina right here. The perfect candidate for my first. Big booty Latina is number one, though. That's me. Okay. I'm not down for the son of Tucker Carlson, though. I'm out on that. It was a one night stand. Tucker is his biological father. Will you go on a date with my friend so I don't get fired? I'm Latina, I'll date him. Okay, you'll date him? We got one date! Would you go on a date with him? Yes. A second confirmed date for Alex Stein. Yes, 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 yes! Because now I won't get fired. So I got him three dates, but I get bonuses if I get him more dates. How much money does he make per year? 1,200 Bitcoin a year. That, if I made 1,200 Bitcoin a year, I'd be a multimillionaire, I think. I, I don't know yes. math, but Jimmy, you are fired. That was terrible. First of all, the one woman, that, that the first woman to say she wanted to go on a date with me was, and, and God bless her soul, she's a, she, she could have played linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. And, and that's a compliment because I love football. So what are you doing, Jimmy? Do you have any selectiveness? And I'd like to get, you know, freaking Michael's opinion. Was that not one of the worst videos you've ever seen in your entire life? I enjoyed it. And he, and he, listen, he got you three dates. You're complaining? Yeah, he got me three dates with some freaks! With a bunch of freaks, Jimmy! I want a hot lady! Blonde hair, blue eyes, triple D breasts, size zero waist, has a huge internet following, has a YouTube channel with 1.1 million subscribers, and makes $3 million a year! Why is that so hard to find? I didn't know you were that picky. Yeah, I am a little picky with he's what I a, want. He's got a type. Yes, I'm saying I got a type. You know that I'm picky. It's that's okay. Yeah, I so, got you multiple big booty Latinas. Like, 
That is true. That is true that, that I did have access to multiple big booty Latinas. But let's just say when you go to the buffet, sometimes you want the, you know, shrimp fried rice. Sometimes you want the beef skewer. Sometimes you want the egg roll. I don't want to always have big booty Latinas. I got enough big booty Latinas in the fridge. I got big booty Latinas at home. Bring me some freaking fine honey dip, you know, chocolate sisters, whatever. But, you know, I, I definitely like, you know, a variety. So Why was would that a Alexis Stein need- girl, your, actually your cousin? No, she's not my cousin, you freak. You'd love it. You so wish you she was my cousin. Shut up and get to the gang. Stop putting the camera on him. Do not put the camera on him again. Okay, Michael, what were you thinking? Why would a pimp need help getting women? Well, that's what I'm saying. See, this is the thing is most of the women that I deal with are sex trafficked across the border. And so when you're dealing with sex trafficking victims, you're using... What's your definition of sex trafficking? Well, they're under what I call mental hypnosis. So I can basically make these women do whatever, actually sell their body on the street for cash. I can actually make a woman turn tricks. Is that something I'm proud of? No, because what I want, I want the normal love. I want the girl that comes home and is making me, you know, some soft-baked chocolate chip cookies. I'm sick of coming back and it's a whore smoking fentanyl all day long telling me, when can I turn my next trick, Alex? I want to go on the street. I need more money. I'm sick of those tricks! You let them call you by your first name? I let them call me whatever they want. A lot of them are so smacked out, they don't even know my name half the time. They call me dad. Okay, listen, I'm just telling you, a lot of this stuff, Michael, my lifestyle, I am not a role model. For the people watching at home, you do not want my life. It is terrible. I have a cat refusing to pee inside the litter box. I come home every day in the stench of cat urine, getting so strong that I'm actually unable to eat Chinese takeout because I don't know if I'm eating General So's chicken or my freaking calico cat. Alex, that cat's been dead for two years. I know he's been dead. I know. I know, Michael, but it's okay. A man can dream that he's still alive. And with my dead cat, we actually have an ad read. we got to pay some bills. So listen, Pure Health, guys, uh, you must start taking care of your liver now more than ever. Why? Because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver were 3.5 times more likely to have heart failure than those without. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have a fatty liver, which means many people are at risk. We throw everything at our livers. Cholesterol, alcohol, toxins, Tylenol, statins, cigarettes. That's why so many of us have a sluggish, fatty liver that makes us gain a little bit of weight, lose a little bit of energy. Come on, look at me, I know. So for decades now, your liver helped you with over 500 key functions every single day. It's time you help your liver. There is a solution, guys. That's liver health formula. It's an all-natural supplement which contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. Manufactured right here in the good old US of A and approved by American doctors. So if you're looking to ignite your fat burning metabolism, boost your energy and transform how you look and feel, try Liver Health Formula and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you'll receive a free bottle of blood sugar formula to reduce those sugar cravings. You're also getting four free ebooks to support every aspect of your health. Try Liver Health Formula by going to getliverhelp.com slash Alex and claim your five free bonus gifts. That's right, getliverhelp.com slash Alex. Come on, help your liver because I know you're drinking if you're watching this show. Okay, and since we were just talking about, uh, uh, you know, make sure to get your liver fixed. I know you guys are all whacked out in the chat. Uh, half of you guys are wasted. But I, I wanted to, I forgot to ask it when I asked you the Pelosi and Hillary thing. Uh, there's a viral picture going around. I don't know if you've seen this picture of Sarah Palin. And, yeah. and she's in her, what I like to call, this is her Britney Spears era. And she's kind of got the midriff going. She's got the skirt, the kind of bend me over skirt. She's kind of got the cleavage going on. So is this a smash 
or pass Sarah Palin edition? Uh, I think Sarah Palin, you know what they say, crazy in the head, crazy in the bed, right? Wow, I know so, they say that. And she's just lost two big races to be Alaska representative. Mm-hmm. She's lonely. Uh, yeah. She's getting divorced, right? I think. Who knows? So, who cares? So, I know she's wearing a dress like that. She's looking to do something. Well, yeah, former beauty queen. So, yeah. So that's a smash. For me, I, that is a smash, but not because of the way she looks, but because, listen, she's one of the most brilliant politicians that we've ever had. I think Sarah Palin. You know what she'd be saying the whole time, right? Uh, uh, drill, baby, drill. Drill, baby, drill! Because Alaska has enough oil and gas reserves to power the entire world! But yet Joe Biden wants to constantly shut down oil refineries in the Gulf, as well as the Keystone Pipeline, not allowing Americans to make as much money in an industry that could be our lifeblood. Why is that, Michael? Uh, That's a good question. I mean, don't you think he's just co-opted by the environmentalists? Well, could it be that climate change is one of the biggest problems facing Americans and that, you know, the most important thing is to protect our climate? Nope. Are you trying to say that climate change is fake? Yes. And I don't think there's any issue where we should be listening to some high school dropout. There is nothing that's a bigger example of privilege than the kid who refused to go to school until literally everyone on Earth changed the weather for her. Okay. First of all, if our oceans raised half an inch in the next 300 years, we would all be dead instantly. So what do you say to that? I say we better upload ourselves to the metaverse because then the oceans don't matter. We're in a blimp. And you can get that technology going to Amazon.com slash AlexStein99. You're going to look through the Metaverse tab, and you can get mom mode. You can get son mode. You can get dog mode, cat mode. There's a bunch of different uh, modes and franchises. It's similar to The Sims, so make sure to pick out something for you and a loved one because the Metaverse is the only place where you can ejaculate 1,000 times a day. That's not true. Can you ejaculate here 1,000 times a day? I didn't say that either. So so you're telling me there's somewhere... I've said said too much. You've said too much because, listen... I've set records for ejaculation in a day. <laughs> Most bloodshed. Yeah, it was very bloody. It was, a, it was one of the worst days of my life. And At if, best? And, well, and best. But if I didn't do that, uh, the Canadian government, I'd probably still be in a, a Canadian prison. Well, that explains why their flag's that color, huh? Yeah, exactly right. That is red, the, white. It's nasty. Blood and semen. But enough blood and semen. Okay, enough blood and semen talk. Enough blood and semen talk. I can tell the people playing at home, but, you know, they're sick of it. Michael, you know, I think... For me, when I first started watching you, I saw you on Anthony Cumia's Compound Network. I love yep. Anthony Cumia. He's I the love, best. Yeah, he really is Opie and Anthony. So tell me kind of, uh, I know Anthony's potentially moving to South Carolina. So for me, I know like I have, I'm friends that, you know, have heat with Anthony, people that love Anthony. I, I'm one of the fans that love Anthony. But I would say he really did create a pretty good talent incubator with Compound Media. Would you agree? Sure, he had Legionist Gangster, Dave, including Dave Smith. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, Aaron's pretty, Aaron's a great comedian. So yeah, I think he did a great job with that network. And, and, and I was very proud to have been, had, I've had my show You're Welcome started there. Nightshade was there until I decided to focus more on book writing. So I owe them a lot. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just great guys, Garrett and, and Eric and, and all the rest. No, Drew. I'm- I love Compound. That's where, I, that's where I first started watching you was Nightshade. So I want to thank Anthony Cumia for helping me discover Michael Miles. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Anthony's a great dude. And he's, he's just nice. Did you ever go back and listen to the old uh, Opie and Anthony stuff or not really? Uh, uh, yeah, because they were really masters of like just messing a lot of times with the guests, 
messing with the audience. Uh, the, I mean, just what he that show did very well is that they'd have all sorts of comedians come in there. It almost predated podcasting in the sense that it was a hang. Yeah, right. Exactly. So you're listening at home, but you feel like you're in a room with a bunch of cool friends, and they're just broing out. It's just really. Uh, he inspired Rogan to do his podcast. Oh yeah, Rogan. That's, yeah, Rogan so gives him credit. It, that's why yeah, he has. So Kumia needs to get a lot of credit for that. Yeah, and Kumia goes on Rogan's show regularly, yes. and that's uh, what Rogan always says. And, and the the legendary. I wouldn't even say arguments because they're actually really friendly. But Patrice and Anthony, you know, oh, when they yeah, would talk about stuff. So, because really, uh, even though, you know, let's say Anthony, may, maybe, you know, he's, he's not the, uh, uh, I don't even want to, I don't want to limit, I don't want to say anything bad about Anthony, but I'm just saying some people might not say that he might not get along with Patrice because of, you know. Because uh, Patrice is dead. Yes, because Patrice is dead. I'm just saying, I think that, he kind of red-pilled Patrice because Patrice became very uh, anti-Obama. Oh, and is that right? Okay. Oh, yeah. Before before Patrice passed away, he was like going on Alex Jones' show. He was really kind of starting to get awake, and I think that's kind of what, you know, I, I'm guessing, I'm hoping, because, like, Anthony was pro-Second Amendment and all that stuff, so I think that, I think he kind of helped red-pill Patrice. I, I have a on. great Patrice O'Neill story, and I don't know, I can't tell who said it to me, because I don't want to, you know, exp uh, make, get them in trouble, but uh, a friend of mine was talking to Patrice O'Neill and was saying how he was just watching the movie Fight Club and how he enjoyed it, and Patrice was like, that's the whitest movie I've ever heard of. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, the movie's about how the problem in your life is you don't have enough violence, and you need to go seek out fights? Like, this is your big problem? He's like, this is white people shit, and he's not wrong. And I love Fight Club because actually they, uh, you know, they blow up the credit card building at the end. And uh, I kind of want a, little a lot of the buildings. Yeah, a lot of the buildings. So I like that. Okay, speaking of blowing up buildings, this guy literally blew up the internet. Not only was you know uh, he very influential during the election, but just the fact that it got hidden. So I, I just want to talk about this is John Paul. Mac Isaac, whose life changed forever on April 12, 2019, when Hunter Biden stumbled into his computer oh, okay. shop requesting a data recovery from one of his uh, liquid damaged laptops. So, you know, this story is the biggest story. Uh, Wait, do know, we know what liquid it was? That well, we're about, well hopefully, hopefully, hopefully okay. uh, John knows. So yeah, he's the author of the book, American Injustice, My Battle to Expose the Truth. And that discusses his experience repairing Hunter Biden's laptop, as well as the events that led to uh, its exposure and the massive effort by big tech to kill the Hunter Biden laptop story. John, thanks for coming on. Welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Wow. You know, I have to admit, you know, you've become basically a little bit of a celebrity yourself in the conservative media world. You know, everybody wants to talk to you. It's an honor. It's a privilege because I know your life is probably in danger. We joke around a lot about the Hillary kill list, which I, you know, between you and me, I think it probably is true. But I would not like to be on the Biden hit list, which I bet's a pretty powerful list. So I know with writing this book, do you have fear? Because this book, I'm guessing, is going to be very successful. Do you have fear of retaliation? Well, I've, I've felt a fear of retaliation for over two and a half years. Uh, it, it, you know, I had to flee Delaware because that fear manifested in, in a series of death threats. I had to fill out a domestic terrorist threat report with the Wilmington Police Department. They put a car in front of my shop and that lasted for about three weeks. And then I had to skip town and I went into hiding out west for about, you know, better part of a year uh, before I had to come back to Delaware. Wow. But yeah, yeah I don't leave that. I don't leave the house. Yeah, okay, and I don't blame you. I mean, honestly, like I said, we live in a scary world. So tell me, what was it like? What was your first interaction with Hunter Biden? Did you know, hey, this is a president's son, or did he just seem like kind of like a normal, whacked-out kind of guy? I mean, what, what was your first impression, at least? Well, it was April 12th when he came into my shop. Uh, so it was like about two weeks before his father announced his candidacy. So to me, he was just a, 
intoxicated guy. And at first, because I saw the Bo Biden Foundation sticker, I thought he was just trying to get uh, memories off of his deceased brother's laptop. Because that's often the case. Customers will come in with these devices and they'll just want to get the memories off. Uh, unfortunately, during the data recovery the next day, I had to verify the data. And during that verification process, I realized that this was not Bo Biden's laptop. This was Hunter's and it was gross. Wow. Okay. So, so just kind of give us a storyline. So, you know, I, obviously guys, you definitely want to go buy the book. So Hunter leaves the freaking laptop at your shop. And then, you know, how long does it kind of take for you to report the contents or even realize, I mean, I know you thought it was Bose, but how long did you, were you in possession of the laptop before you quote unquote exposed it? So he, he, I know his phone was working because I called him up on the 15th and said, hey, I left a message saying, hey, you got to pick up an external hard drive from Best Buy, drop it off. I'll transfer all your data. Come pick it up. It'll be ready. Uh, you know, he came in on the 16th. Uh, he said to bill him electronically. So I did. Uh, I explained that, you know, if you don't pick it up after 90 days, I, it's forfeit. Yeah. And at that point, I just wanted him to pick it up because I saw a lot of embarrassing material. But again, his dad wasn't what uh, hadn't announced his candidacy yet, so I figured, just get this disgraced son of a politician out of out of my shop. Uh, it was about three months later when it became my property, and Burisma and Hunter Biden and corruption was was in the news cycle. I took a deep dive in the laptop, and it took me probably a couple of weeks before I figured out that there was major threats to our nation's security on that laptop, and it needed to get to the FBI. Well, you know, that's a really good point uh, about the nation's security, because listen, like, you know, they'll expose all of the nude pictures or the drug type pictures. But, you know, for me, that's just a distraction. I think that there's serious national security issues on that laptop, whether it's dealings with Ukraine or China or who I'm sure other foreign governments. So, I mean, just saying, do you think that that will get revealed? I mean, I know we're always going to get the naked pictures, but do you think all of that illegal business dealings will come to light? Well, we're starting to see it come to light. Uh, the fact that there was a collusion between our big tech, our mainstream and social media to block the story. Um, you know, the fact that they went to extreme lengths to repress the story from the time the FBI took possession of that laptop on December 9th of 2019. Uh, they had 10 months before the New York Post broke that story. And, you know, they that's a lot of effort to put into hiding something. So there's a lot of stuff on that laptop that I saw, a lot of money exchanging hands, a lot of money exchanging hands with, with our adversaries. And it's it, it's uh, it, it's getting looked at, and I hope Congress will really pursue it. Well, yeah, my queen, Marjorie Taylor Greene, says she's going to investigate it. So I think we have, there is some hope. But, I mean, when you talk about the contents of that laptop, I think now you have Jim Biden, Hunter's uncle, admitting that he basically you know sold some sort of consulting, you know, basically just selling their influence. So, listen, we know that they've subverted American uh, safety for personal gain. I think that's obvious. I just hope it comes to the light where it's concrete enough and you have the, quote, unquote, smoking gun with a laptop but these people are so crazy you know they think that you know a, a six-year-old kid can choose his gender so i don't have a lot of hope you know sometimes with actually following through because you know hunter biden was in trouble with the fbi for cocaine use while his dad was vice president as a matter of fact so he's had a long history of issues that are being covered up by the quote-unquote deep state or his dad or the people in power so i don't know it, it just makes me a little hesitant okay i want to get to you so tell us the the, the laptop was a water damage can you tell us what liquid you think uh, might have damaged it? Hmm. Well, there, there's a uh, there's an unsung rule in my industry that we don't we don't talk about the liquid, we don't think about the liquid. We assume it's water, you know. Uh, yeah, we we don't we don't go we don't go there. 
Oh, let's hope that's water. I mean, I, you know, sitting in a hot uh, computer shop, you can kind of tell if a smell it might get a little pungent. So if that smell happened, you know, you don't have to tell us about it. But I just imagine this guy is a seedy character. I, I mean, is Hunter Biden, when you saw on that laptop, of all the laptops you've got, you've seen a lot of people's personal stuff. Was that the most disgusting? Was that the worst data recovery that you've ever seen in your life, John? You know, it is. In my industry, it's an occupational hazard to come across personal data and sensitive personal data. And there's a lot of discretion that we take in the industry to keep that secret, as long as it doesn't break any laws and it's not criminality. Uh, it was the grossest laptop I had ever seen. And I trust me, I, I, I wash my hands after touching it. Yeah, I don't blame you. You don't want to get monkeypox. Okay, so I, I have in studio with me Michael Malice. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but Michael, uh, you know, I'd like to give you the opportunity to say something to John. Hey, is there any way I can keep my computer from automatically downloading and installing Windows updates? That is true. How do we stop that from the automatic updates? That is a pain in my butt, John. Hey, I, I'm, a, I'm a gifted underachiever, and I'm a one-trick pony. I only know Macs. I have no experience with Windows. Oh, my gosh, we have him on. I, oh my, of course, Michael. I, I'm I'm fake news. We're, no, we're with one of the most news. viral guys. He's literally being attacked by the Biden crime family, and you're sitting here asking him how to turn off your auto updates or whatever. Like, but let me tell you something, John. This guy, Michael, he is a, a, a serious fan, I believe. Are you not a fan of his work? Of whose work? Of John Paul's work. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? The, this is great stuff. Oh, yeah. but tell me Let the, me ask you this. Do you think Hunter Biden's a Chad? Ooh. See, I, I, I know some real Chads. Um, you know, in, in the worst possible way. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, and then, uh, you know, we're, we're going to let you go here in one second. We've got about a minute left. So tell me this, though. Would you have a beer with Hunter Biden? Because really, honestly, Hennessy or, or Hennessy, I'm saying he seems I know he's a mess. And I listen, I'm so sick of the Biden crime family all day long. But I guess the drug and alcohol issue, this is what I try to tell people that actually makes him more endearing. That humanizes a guy that might be the president's son that might you know seem above us. But for other people that uh, are normal, that they usually have a loved one or a family member that's been a victim or, you know, has drug issues. So I'm saying that almost humanizes him. So do you think that he's actually kind of a, you know, a human or, or does he st kind of act and operate like the elitist that his parents or the Obamas seem to be? You know, when he came in, uh, I, I was surprised at the way he sounded because I'm visually impaired. So I didn't really recognize him because I never really paid attention to what the Biden offspring looked like. <laughs> uh, but w when I recognized his voice on the laptop starring in a lot of the homemade porn, I was taken aback to how kind of high pitched and entitled it just seemed like a, like a teenager that's used to getting away with everything. And, uh, seeing him on MSN or NBC and CBS claiming that the laptop could be Russian, could be disinformation, you know, that it's, He's a, he's a brat. It, it, does that make you the most mad? Is that they say that it's literally Russian disinformation? Was that the worst thing, or was it when you know Twitter said that it was all fake news? What what was the what was I guess the most frustrating part of this whole process? Well, yeah, obviously being accused of colluding with a foreign power to affect an election is uh, is pretty bad. Uh, I, I you know what? If this is what they think Russia looks like, you know, <laughs> then. The, uh, you know, if they had come out with the idea that it was Scotland that was trying to interfere with the election, then maybe their story would have credibility. But I think they're just it's the same old Russia, 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 and they're beating a dead horse.
No, I think you're right. I'm really sick of, you know, this proxy war we're fighting with him, but we don't have enough time to get into that. Okay, last question. Did you find any information on the laptop? We know that there's supposedly all kind of pornography, but do we know if Hunter Biden is vaccinated? And if he is, is he boosted with Moderna or Pfizer or Johnson & Johnson? I don't know. I would boil the needle, though. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I would boil that, too, because I don't want to get uh, monkeypox. Yeah. Well, John, so tell them <laughs> before you go, tell them where we can find your book and, uh, you know, give it a little spiel of how they can support you the best. Well, uh, you know, my, I, apparently they found somebody found it at Target the other day, which is pretty cool because I like Target. But it's uh, it's on Amazon. It's in other places. And I just want to say. Like, I, I didn't want any of this. I didn't ask for any of this. And I wasn't built for any of this. And if it hasn't been for the support that I've received and the prayers that I've received for the past two and a half years, I, I would not have made it this far. And I, I'm not going to let anybody down. I'm going to keep fighting. Okay. And then the last, last question, because, I, I mean, I know you're selling a book, but has this been ever exposing, has it been more financially lucrative or less financially lucrative by having all of this uh, happen to you personally? I mean, I lost my livelihood. I'm doing odd jobs to stay alive. Wow. Uh, I, I barely got out of bankruptcy or avoiding bankruptcy when Twitter kind of handed me my bum. Um, so, you know, things are really tough right now. I haven't got a book check yet, but I'm also kind of the book. The book wasn't made to make money. Yeah. The book was there to get the truth out and then to have people understand my side of the story without it being blocked or perverted by mainstream and social media. That was the purpose of the book. I'll, I'll find a way to make a living. Wow, John, you know, you really are, in my opinion, American and an American hero for actually exposing that and having the cojones. Because a lot of people, if they were, you know, some probably like bleeding heart liberal, they would have just, you know, given it back to the Bidens or something like that. You actually really expose what I think will be the biggest story uh, upcoming in the 20. I think he tried to give it back. Oh, he did? No, no, he said that. I'm just saying, you know, I think it worked out best. So I really want to thank you. And I really want to encourage everybody to go get American Injustice by John Paul Mac Isaac. It's a book talking about and detailing his experience with getting the Hunter Biden laptop and all the events that happened after it. So thank you very much for being a guest this evening. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. All right, guys. Turn on the news or open up Twitter these days, and one thing becomes blatantly obvious. The world is in desperate need of godly men. That's what inspired Jason Whitlock to organize Fearless Army. Roll Call, an all-day event to encourage men to put on the full armor of God to take a stand against the evil forces destroying American culture. At this conference, you'll hear inspiring speeches from Jason and several special guests that will inspire you to be a better husband, father, and witness of Christ. Roll Call will inspire, uplift, and entertain. Join hundreds of like-minded men in Nashville on April 15th for this important conference. Tickets will likely sell out, so secure yours today by going to fearlessarmyrollcall.com. Again, that's fearlessarmyrollcall.com to reserve your spot today. That's your best friend. Yeah, what do you get when you cross the horse and go to the Nutty Professor? What? Jason Whitlock, no, do not say that. I didn't say that. You okay, I didn't it. say that. I was trying to insinuate. Jason Whitlock's a good guy. What, what was the heat with that? Let's get into that a little bit because I like Jason. I like you guys. Um, I, I forget that was on election night, yeah. but wasn't it kind of an innocuous thing and it just kind of... No, oh, no. It wasn't? It was innocuous at all, no. Do you want to do this? I mean, no, he's not no, here. I don't want to get into it because, listen, I love Jason and I love you and I don't want to create any heat, but I'm saying, is there real animosity there? You don't think we can get... We can get past that? No, I think he's a total fraud. Wow! Okay, well, okay, we'll have to agree to disagree. You know, he is a Blaze broadcaster and a friend of mine, so we love you, Jason. Michael does not love you uh, uh, at all. But I, honestly, you know, I don't even want to have this, this, uh, <laughs> this too much of a back and forth, but 
You know, I think he seems pretty genuine. What do you think? You don't think That's so? That's what fraud means. Someone who seems one way and they're not. Wow. Okay. Well, listen, I freaking love you, Jason. I love Michael. Let's live. Drama alert. Drama alert. Show Michael say drama alert. Look at him smiling. Drama alert. All right. Enough of the drama queen stuff. We have some real drama. We have a breaking uh, news interview. That's right. We're going to throw it to uh, uh, right now. We have. Well, are we going to cut to it right now? Because, guys, this is breaking news. We have uh, an illegal alien that is stranded here in America trying to get back to their motherland. Uh, are we going to pull that up, Mom? Okay, here we go. This story is about an illegal immigrant stuck here in America because of the terrible geopolitical decisions of the Biden administration. We have Aorki 742. How are you doing this evening? Is that a rhetorical question? Because how do I look like I'm doing? Well, it looks like you're stranded. It looks like you're having a little bit of trouble, to be honest. I mean, I don't even really know why are you here on our planet? And can you tell us a little bit about what got you in this pickle? I got shot down, okay? Mr. Sleepy Joe, he says that he cares about aliens. Does this look like he cares about aliens? The only reason I'm here and in this galaxy is because I got catfish. Pretty sure it was your government, probably FBI or something like that. But I got here and then, and then my ship gets shot out of the air and of Michigan of all places. I mean, why couldn't I have been shot down in Hawaii or something like that? Wow, that sounds absolutely tragic. I, I, but I got to know, I mean... Did you send any vulnerable pictures of your alien genitalia to the catfishing earthling by any chance? Okay, listen. I have names for it, okay? Aorki Jr., Walker, and Texas Ranger, okay? And, and they may have seen one or two. But that's not the point right now. The point is alien rights. And we need to get back to the point here. And that's alien rights. Well, tell me this. Can an alien transition its sex similar to what's happening to the children here in America? Uh, yeah, we can we can do whatever we want. Uh, technology is way, way better than what you uh, earthlings have. Let's just put it that way. So thank you for being with us. I hope you can get home. Any last words you want to say to the audience before we let you go? Thank you for letting alien voices be heard. We love alien voices here at Primetime with Alex Stein. All right, guys, we're going to the next break. All right, guys, make sure to hit that subscribe bell. Make sure to freaking hit the notifications, guys. And if you like this, make sure to share it with your friends. We need your support. This channel will not exist without you guys clicking that thangalang in that dangalang. So if you want to hear that jangalang, hit the bell, the notification bell. It's jangalang, jangalang. That's the noise it makes when you hit it. Okay, so, Michael, what did you think about Aorki 742, and do you believe that America is under threat or invasion by an alien life force i have to tell you when i i am a legal alien oh wow and when i was a kid i got that piece of paper that had me as an alien and i thought it was the funniest thing ever well so you're an actual alien guys this is a real alien when he came across the border uh, from ukraine to america they said they diagnosed you as an alien on yeah. your, on your so paper it, it said alien and, and by the way i also had to realize as an adult that technically speaking i'm a refugee 
You know, technically we think are. Of, we think of refugees as Middle Eastern or maybe some war-torn country, but no, I was classified as a refugee as well. Well, you know who else is a refugee? Elan Omar. And yep. did you know that she, her dad is a multimillionaire? Is that true? That's what they say. Yeah, they say her dad was some leader. And is she, is she going to marry him too? I don't know. I know she married her brother. Why is that not a bigger deal? Why are, why are we like, why is not everybody talking about how Elan Omar married her brother for citizenship? I, yeah, they kind of, like, Laura Loomer broke the story. It went kind of wide. And then it's like, how dare you say this is racist? And then it, everyone stopped talking about it. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's just the fact that nobody talks about Elan Omar and then, you know, also the Chinese spy with Fang Fang. I mean, these are major issues that... Don't, I think you know what it is, honestly. I think there was a big concern on the right that she's like this closet terrorist sympathizer because she was, was very glib about 9-11. And then she kind of broke up that marriage with some, like, regular guy. And then it's like, oh, she's not a closet terrorist. She's a closet freak. And then everyone's like, okay, we could take... We kind of relax now. Well, I mean, it's her... Okay, let's see. Elan Omar and AOC are both dating or, you know, engaged to just, like, white normal guys yeah. and it's funny that they say that you know racism is the most oppressive issue you know uh, affecting americans so why does that why do they but, say but, why do they claim racism but they all marry white guys what's going on with rashida though did she got a white guy i don't know probably but rashida i wouldn't be surprised if rashida dated a white guy honestly I would be surprised okay you i don't know i don't know who rashida dates or if she's married say that again mom well, Kamala has a white guy dug him off. He's making out. He's with Jewish too. I know they're all married to white Jewish guys. Who would have known? And, okay. and she's his second wife. Yeah, I know. Doug had it a first wife. Yeah, yeah, because Doug's a pimp on a blimp. You saw it with Jill Biden. I mean, you saw him with Jill. With Jill, Doctor Jill. Yeah. You Which, saw him make out of the State of the Union? No, did, they, did you not see that? I, okay, I don't State know how long Union, it's... No. Uh, we, we should have that graphic, but we had it up for last episode. Yeah, but they got caught kissing. You I think they're swinging in that White House? Well, Joe I doesn't know what's going on. I wouldn't Maybe be... he's got some kind of weird uh, stud fantasy. That's what I'm saying. Do you think that Joe Biden and Jill Biden still fornicate and have sex? Yes. I think... When, here's the thing. When you're sworn in, you go back to that Oval Office and she's screaming out, F me, Mr. President, F me, Mr. President. You know that happens for every single inauguration. Even William Henry Harrison. You know, I would definitely love to, like, combat you, but I've looked at Hunter Biden's sex life, and he is, like, the biggest sex freak. So if Joe Biden is 1-100th the sex freak... He's got it from somewhere. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's the, the fact that Hunter Biden is, was hooking up with his dead brother's mistress... The wife, excuse me. That's what's really crazy here. <laughs> and what? Okay, well, let's talk about the. You know, um, here's a question for you. Do you think Hunter Biden started getting with Bo Biden's wife? While they were still alive. Uh, yes, I know. And the answer is yes, because you know why? Every military guy gets married early and all their wives do is cheat. That's just every. And I hate to say that to the guys in uniform. I apologize. Your wife's probably not cheating, but mathematically she is. So since she's an army wife or was, which I mean, wasn't it? I don't know. Either army, navy. It just it doesn't matter if you're a it service wife. I tell the blaze audience it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. It doesn't if, matter which military. Yeah, same if, thing. You, if you're a service wife and you're at home <laughs> while your husband is getting toxic cancer from the burn pits that were placed only like 10 feet from the army base when they could have easily put, put, been put downwind and, you know, hundreds or thousands of feet away. But instead, they chose to put those burn pits right next to the base where a lot of soldiers got toxic cancer. So why isn't Joe Biden talking more about the toxic burn He pits? mentioned it. He's like, oh, yeah, these, these toxic pits that kind of killed Bo. He like, was matter of fact about it. Then he forgot about it. You think he's like... Literally. I know he's literally, well, he's a little senile. But do you a lot senile. Well, yeah, well, a lot senile. But the, the good the, thing he's got a doctor to take care of him. 
The who? Oh, Dr. Joe Biden. She yeah. actually is a good doctor. Yeah, she's an, I just asked Whoopi Goldberg, right? An amazing yeah. doctor. Whoopi Goldberg. I love Whoopi Goldberg. She's probably the, you know, I love her work on The View. That's one of my favorite shows. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Is she you your know? favorite one? Yeah, because let me tell you something. When I watch that show, I got a little a little private time, if you know what I mean. I like to just cut. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. A little. Get little, some joy. Yeah, in the fans. a little Joy Behar. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you something. Joy Behar naked. That's a fantasy that I definitely want fulfilled. So, Joy, if you're watching this, please feel free to send me a DM. And let me just tell you something. I'm I'm going to love you like you've never been loved She's going to make you Joy Behard? Yeah, we're, I'm going to be Joy Behard! Look at that! They say he's not a comedian! Joy Behar, if you text me, I'm going to get Joy Behard! I'm a little Joy Behard myself right now, if you it's ask me. Fentanyl. Yeah, it's the fentanyl. The fentanyl does actually causes minor impotency, but, you know, a little impotency, you know, it never hurt anybody except for a woman that's trying to get laid. Okay, Michael, you know, we still have a few minutes of this program tonight, and I really want you to kind of elaborate on what is the best way where people can actually find some sort of spiritual satisfaction or or country satisfaction, or I guess, this is my point, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The yep. top one is self-actualization. That's like saying that if you died and you could come back as anybody, you would say yourself. So how, in your opinion, do American citizens or just humans all across the world, how do they reach that point of self-actualization or at least, you know, self-esteem not being crappy, wanting to kill yourself or transition? Uh, Transition your sex. I'll tell you exactly how, and it's something you and I both did, which is be your own boss. Do, if you have a day job, form an Etsy, form a website, start a show, do something so that when, even if you fail, and we're gonna, you're going to fail a lot on the way, you and I both failed a lot yep. on the way too, and frankly, both of us are still complete failures to this day. <laughs> but the point okay. is, when you, when you meet your maker, you can look back and be like, I gave it my best shot, and I can be content that I did what I could with what I had. No, and I think you nailed it, Michael. It's like, as human beings, we all need to create something. We should have, we should like, right. we need to be building something. So for me, I remember when I started doing my channel, I started creating content. I don't know if you know about me, but I worked for this TV show, Cheaters. I think I told you about it. I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I worked and I thought I was doing something beneficial because I was, you know, creating content for somebody else. But when I went on my own, I mean, all the doors opened up. Yes. And, and I was afraid to do it because I waited till I was like 31 to do all this. So, or 32, I think, is when I actually started my podcast. So I'm just saying, you out there, you need to start right now. I mean, Michael, how do you encourage somebody to, like, start, hit the record button? Because it's not easy to, you know, create a channel or create art or even just create, like, a league. You know, I'm just Saying, to create something is not easy. You have to take chances. And I'll, I'll give you the exact advice that I'll give them. Go to YouTube if you want to be. A, let's suppose you want to be a content creator. On YouTube. Go to YouTube. Find that crappy channel that has a lot of subscribers and be like, wait a minute, I can be that guy. I can be that complete talentless person who has a big audience who's somehow making it happen. And when you put it in those terms, all of a sudden it becomes less formidable and it's like, wait, I could do this. Yeah, and I'm one of those people. I remember watching so many channels saying like, I could do yes, this. I and you do did. This. And so did I. I became an author that way. I'm like, wait a minute, I could be that horrible author where people are like, how does this guy get a book deal? Well, it happened. No, and how many books have you published so far? I think 11. What? No, that's insane. I think no, it's I 11. I don't, See, I guys, count. think about that. I mean, that's, that's... Each worse than the last. Well, that's how it usually goes, guys. We're all just, you know, barreling down to uh, Satan's uh, hell pit, right? Uh, do you think that... You mean Joy Behar. <laughs> or Joy Behar. Do you believe in heaven or hell? Yes, I do. Yeah, do. Not, maybe not literally, but yes, certainly the concepts. What about hell on earth? Do you feel like us humans, you know, are living in a, a maybe a simulation or maybe we're already dead and this is hell? No, we're not dead. This is not hell. This is the best timeline. We are, this is absolutely the best timeline. You can't look at the, what's going on in the world and be like, this is not just absolutely hilarious and amazing. Well, I think about it like this. I mean, when you look at the technological... You get to live on a blimp. How I is that do. not the best no, timeline? How is that hell? And I'm talking about the technical technological advancement of yes. air conditioning. Could you imagine living in a world with no AC? The pyramids, how are they built? Aliens or 
Egyptian slaves? It was us. It was you, the was Ukrainian us. illegal no, aliens? Jews. It was us. We built them. No, it was not. No, I think it was space aliens. No, actually, I don't believe in space aliens. But you just interviewed one. I know, but I still don't believe that person was necessarily real. I, they sent me a picture of their space genitalia, and I, it looked kind of like a human penis. And uh, uh, <laughs> it was green, still painted green, but I think that guy just tricked me into sending dick pics. And uh, that's like happened the fifth time that's happened You didn't this week. have to keep zooming in on it. Well, I did because I thought it was an alien penis, and I realized it was just a normal penis painted green. I, I, I listen. I, I was. I'm, I don't like penis. Alien penis. You hate I'm, the taste. Yeah, I don't like the taste. I don't like the smell. I don't like any. I mean, listen. Trust me. I do trust you. Trust me. I'm, I absolutely. Trust I'm anti-penis. All right. I'm, I, that's one thing. I like mine, but that's the only penis that I like. Now, this alien penis, I was curious, but guess what? Curiosity killed the cat, and now I got freaking this alien penis stuck in my spank bank, and it was just a normal guy's penis. I think that guy's name is Drew or something. I'm I think glad you've in... accepted the cat has been killed. The Move cat. On. The cat it's is not still the with us. In your house. It's yours. Mom, mom, is the cat here with us right now? Uh, it went to Canada, if you know what I mean. No, mom, I thought it's in the metaverse with you. You're watching Dusty right now, aren't you? Uh, she's on her way. Okay, so, oh, it, it, actually, speaking of that, yeah, my mom, I don't know if you know this, but artificial intelligence, we talked about this earlier, they can't actually kill you. They can only convince humans to kill themselves. So do you believe that artificial intelligence will one day overcome and take over mankind? Uh, I think it already has. Like, I would rather deal with the touchscreen at Taco Bell than the cashier, whose only job is it is to introduce mistakes. So that they've overtaken some segments of mankind already. Yeah, and I mean, li listen, Juanita at the Taco Bell on Lemon Avenue. That's why I don't like. That's why I don't like talking to her. I always push the button because Juanita's always giving me a bunch of grief. I'm trying to substitute uh, uh, potatoes. I'm trying to substitute yeah. nacho sauce. And she, uh, her, she just releases her squid ink and shuts down. That's what I'm saying. She just melts down. I'm saying, hey, let me customize this. Let me option this. When I go to the computer, the thing is freaking lock solid. It never has messed up my order one they time. They cannot handle the idea that you don't want mayo, and I don't ever want mayo. No, you don't want mayo, but me. I swim in a sea of mayonnaise. I actually have a little may mayonnaise under my, you know, little, I like put a little under my grundle just so my thighs don't rub together too hard because there is chafing. There and that's is sh how Miracle Whip is made. It is. That is a one way that it is actually made. They get heavy set Filipino men and they put it between their thighs and they'll oftentimes squeeze them like how they produce olive oil, oftentimes killing the Filipino man, but it makes some of the most delicious sandwich dressing that a human being could ever ingest. But they can't technically call it extra virgin olive oil then. No, they can't. No, it is extra slutty. You like that? You like that? Not really. I know, it's disgusting. No, I really have a bunch of mental health issues. Or do you believe that human beings are straight or gay? Yes. They're both. You think they're both? G yes, don't you? Well, let me tell you something. I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't really know anymore. I don't know. Because, I, listen, I saw an alien guy's penis today and I liked it. And I'm not gay. So <laughs> Data says otherwise. Huh? Well, there is some data that says that I'm gay. I'll admit that that data is out there. And I'll be honest, I've tried to refute that data and I've had trouble. I've had a lot of trouble refuting it. But that doesn't make the data true. Because listen, the, the pharmaceutical company says correlation doesn't mean causation. So just because I have a bunch of gay correlation doesn't mean that I freaking like the, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're fine as long as your heart's not in it. But I do have myocarditis. So, okay, last question for Michael Malice. Favorite vaccine, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, or Pfizer? Or European-style AstraZeneca? Oh, I'm a hipster, so I'm going to have to go with the European one. Wow, my 
Michael's favorite is AstraZeneca. I would have never guessed. Okay, Michael, man, this has been a great show this evening. Please, before we go, I want you to tell the people where they can find you and how can they support you the best? You can buy the book at whitepillbook.com and twitter.com, Michael Malice and Glenn, I'm sorry. No, do not apologize to Glenn. If you go to whitepill.com, there's no whitepillbook.com. There's no titties on that website, is there? No, just Margaret Thatcher and Ayn Rand and Emma Goldman and Elena Ceausescu. Well, and uh, last question, how many pictures are in the book? Uh, just one on the cover. Two, one on the front cover, one on the back cover. Well, who's going to read that? Listen, my idea, I have an idea for a hit book. It's all pictures, and in the middle, it's about 10 pages of words. That's not a bad idea. It's Hey, look. That's a coffee table book. Those are very successful. Well, uh, we don't drink coffee. It'll be a Diet Coke book. All right, guys. Just like Hunter Biden, he loves regular Coke. I love Diet Coke. Michael Malice Coke loves Zero. Coke Zero. Like even Scott though he, he's kind of a Coke hero. So Ooh. tell the people, before we go, did, did you tell the people how can they best support you, Mike? I did. I did well, how, what, how do they do? Go to Twitter.com, Michael Twitter, Malice. So you would be on Twitter. Let me tell you something. You're on Twitter, too. Yeah, don't act like I, I you're know, better than the I bird. I have a lot of followers on Twitter, but that doesn't mean anything. Twitter is an evil hellhole. And let me tell you something. Uh, when you get addicted to Twitter, your life gets worse. So. Better to reign in hell than serve in heaven, right? I don't know. I, I listen. Well, I do know. Well, <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> It's better to rain, rain in hell than serve in heaven. So, yes, Twitter is a hell hole, but you can make it your hell home. Wow. Turn a hell hole to a hell home. All right, guys, that has been our show this evening, but the show is not just over just yet. We finish every show the same way, super straight, not gay, with a freestyle finale. So, DJ, hit that Good night. That's how we do it.